0: Obi-Wan reached the offices of Sanosauro and strode inside. A team of assistants worked busily at their desks. An ornate carved door led to an inner office. Obi-Wan told the receptionist his name and requested a few minutes of the senator's time. He wondered if Soro would remember him. He did not have to wonder long. The door hissed open and Soro stood in the doorway. He looked oddly the same. He still had the same unlined face, the skin smooth and stretched tightly over the bones. Obi-Wan Kenobi, he said through tight lips. Don't tell me you've killed another Padawan. He had not changed at all. Obi-Wan was glad to note that Sanosoro's words had not made even the slightest impression on him. He did not feel stung. He did not care what such a man thought of him. The opinion of a cruel man was worth less than nothing. I come on another matter and would welcome your help, Obi Wan said. Sanosaro stepped aside. Obi Wan took this as an invitation to enter the office. The door hissed shut behind him. Sanosaro sat behind a long, low desk built of stone. Soro said nothing but waited for him to begin. Obi Wan remembered that too. The prosecutor had never wasted time on pleasantries. I'm trying to locate a protege of yours called Granto Omega, Obi-Wan said. He waited to see if Sanosauro would react to the name, but he did not. Do you still know him? He's a personal friend, Sanosauro said. Can you tell me how I could contact him? Why? In connection with the Jedi matter, Obi-Wan said. Why would I give you any information, Sanosoro asked. Because there is no reason not to, Obi-Wan said. And if there is, I would be interested in uncovering it. I would expect that an investigation into the reason would not please you. How interesting it must be to be a Jedi, Sanosoro said. You can bully and threaten and yet hide behind your robes and your talk of justice and the force. Very convenient. I am not threatening you, Obi-Wan said evenly. I asked you a legitimate question, which you refused to answer. I am interested in why. In that case, let me save you time. I am refusing to answer because I do not help the Jedi. It is as simple as that. The Senate, in its collective delusion, thinks we need you. I do not. The door hissed open behind Obi-Wan. Sorrow rose. I think I have come to the end of my patience, he said. Goodbye. The hatred in his gaze was no longer surprising to Obi-Wan. Sano Sorrow had hated the Jedi ten years before and still hated them. Obi-Wan walked out of the inner office. The door hissed shut behind him. The assistants did not even glance at him. They sat hunched over their data screens or talking on comlinks. The assistant closest to Sorrow's inner office was distractedly speaking on a comlink while entering data into a data pad. No, we're not releasing copies, he said. The expedition was cut short and the report was inconclusive. Senator Sorrow has been thoroughly briefed. No, I won't put you through. Check with the Senate archivist. The senator doesn't have time. The assistant cut the connection. "'Journalists,' he muttered. "'Was Senator Sorrow on the committee that oversaw the mapping expedition that ended on Haridan?' Obi-Wan asked. "'Senator Sorrow headed the committee,' the assistant said haughtily. "'Obi-Wan hurried from the room. He headed straight to the Senate archives, where committee records were kept. "'He filled out a request and waited impatiently until the information flashed onto his screen.' Obi Wan's least favorite thing to do was wade through the minutes of senatorial committee meetings, but he leaned forward, quickly scanning the report with interest. The decision to fund the mapping expedition took endless debate. Then names of scientists were submitted and debated. At last, the team was decided on. Obi Wan read the names and qualifications: Doctor Fort Turin, Jove Dahlen, Rug Yukon, Tally Heath, and finally. Tick Verdon, he had been added at the last minute on the suggestion of the committee head, Senator Sorrow. Obi-Wan remembered something Tally Heath had said on Harridan. Tick had been the scout. That meant he had been able to get away from the group for hours at a time. Obi-Wan scanned Verdon's qualifications. He had graduated from the same scientific institute in the same year as Granta Omega. He activated his comm link and contacted Jocasta Nu at the temple. Please run a tech stock identification search on Verden, he said. He switched off the screen and hurried out of the archive room. He knew Jocasta Nu would not take long to answer him. He started back toward the temple. By the time he reached the front doors, Jocasta Nu had signaled him. Interesting, Jocasta Nu said. I just did a preliminary search, you understand? But the only information I can find is that he recently served on a senatorial expedition to Harridan. I know that. I met him there, remember? And his credentials don't check out at all. If I had to guess, I'd say this was an alias. Strange that the Senate committee didn't pick it up. Not if the head of the Senate committee was his sponsor. And now Obi-Wan knew that Tick Verdin was Granta Omega. He stepped onto the lift tube and went straight to Anakin's quarters, but Anakin wasn't there. Obi-Wan tracked down Suara Antana, who was visiting Dara in the med center. Do you know where Anakin is? he asked her. We had our practice session this morning, she said. Then he headed off for an appointment. Do you remember Verden? Anakin went to meet him.